Welcome to the Just for Special Education Teachers podcast, the place to be if you just want to connect with other special educators, if you want to gain insights and strategies, or obtain resources to help you in your journey as you grow as a special educator. This next episode is going to be short and sweet, however, very relevant. Many of us will be starting back to school in a couple of weeks, and some as early as this Monday, August 2nd. My school will actually be starting back on Monday, August 2nd. How will you prepare for your new students? With almost 50% of the student population in many of our urban districts coming from different ethnic groups, are you prepared to incorporate culturally responsive instruction into your classroom? Are you culturally competent? Well, in today's episode, we're going to discuss what cultural competence is and how you can make sure that you are delivering culturally responsive instruction. Because as we know, when you can deliver culturally responsive instruction, our students will perform better. So first of all, what does it mean to be part of a culture? When I speak of being part of a culture, it generally means sharing customs, attitudes, practices, values, educational expectations, and ways of relating to others. Now, cultural competence refers to an ability to learn from and respectfully relate to other cultural backgrounds, heritages, and traditions. So to become culturally responsive, teachers should engage in an ongoing process of actively learning about students' cultures and communities, learning about the beliefs and values of a a variety of cultures, and broadening their awareness and gaining insight into issues facing diverse students, families, and communities. Another way for teachers to become culturally responsive is to always practice ongoing reflection. And what that is, it's a process through which teachers identify their thoughts, their values, and behaviors about their own culture and the culture of others. So now when we talk about culturally responsive instruction, That is when teachers learn and embrace their students' culture, their background, their personal experiences, and they do this to inform their instruction and make connections to their students so that their students can perform better in school and be more successful in school. And so ways to do that are to include curriculum and content about the histories, the contributions, the experiences, uh, and concerns that are relevant to students from diverse backgrounds. Also, providing curriculum content to students in a way that is validating and meaningful to them, and using a number of sources in addition to textbooks to provide 
curriculum content. And the reason that you would want to use a number of sources is because more likely than not, if you're using a, a textbook, it's going to be reflective of the dominant culture. So you want to try to expand your horizons and have other sources in addition to textbooks to provide the curriculum content to be able to make those connections. And then making connections between background knowledge and content standards. And in order to be able to do that, you need to learn more about your students and the, and the background of these students in order to be able to incorporate that into your lesson. And then just utilizing a variety of instructional strategies, role-playing exercises, uh, flashcards, response cards, to address the student's distinct preferences. Some other ways uh, would be teaching students to respect their own cultures, right? Their own culture and others' cultural identities and differences. And this one is huge because we all have our own beliefs. And oftentimes we may feel that what we believe is right. It's important to instill in students to respect the cultural differences of others. You, you don't necessarily have to agree with their beliefs and their ways, but you certainly should respect them. And promoting multicultural education during instruction, uh, as well as during other school activities. And using multicultural literature to teach reading and writing and to illustrate the social or cultural contributions made by various groups of people. And I want to give credit to the Iris Peabody website, which gave a lot of these suggestions about ways to make sure that you're incorporating culturally responsive instruction into your classroom. Another important factor that culturally responsive teachers should keep in mind is their students' linguistic diversity. So to become responsive to linguistic diversity, teachers should familiarize themselves with the student style of communication and just always remembering how challenging education can be for those students whose communication happens to differ from that of the school culture. So for example, when you have English language learners in your classroom, it typically takes five to seven years to master academic language. So your students may be able to speak conversational English, but they may not have mastered academic, the academic language yet. And it could also be that they understand what you are saying and trying to communicate to them, but they may not be able to communicate it back to you in an appropriate English response. And here's an example of a story that I would like to share of, of a cultural difference that a colleague and I were, were talking about, about a particular student. I believe that, I want to say that the student was from Yemen, but um, nevertheless, 
it, the student was from a different culture. And the student, he was six, about to turn seven, getting ready to go to the second grade. So this was the end of the first grade school year. And he couldn't tie his shoes towards the end of the first grade. And so the teacher thought that that was a problem because she was thinking, you know, students should be able to tie their shoes in kindergarten. They should, they should know that or at least learn it in kindergarten. So here we are, the student is getting ready to go to second grade and the student still doesn't know how to tie his shoe. Well, it turns out in that particular culture, the parents don't expect their children to start being independent until they're seven years old. The parents are responsible for dressing the student, tying the, the student's shoes, get, preparing the student for school. And they didn't expect for him to be able to tie his own shoe, not yet. Now, in the United States, our children can tie their shoes at a much younger age. In fact, we praise independence in a child and we teach them to tie their shoes early. And when they do, we give them praise, right? So a first grade teacher, American teacher, who is not aware of this particular student's culture might think that the student is not developing appropriately because the student can't tie his own shoe and he's getting ready to go to the second grade. So this is an example of why it's important to learn as much about a student's culture and background that you can uh, because it can resolve a lot of misunderstandings, misconceptions, miscommunication, and things of that sort. So do you have any stories or experiences to share about cultural competence and culturally responsive teaching? If so, here's what you can do next. Head on over to our Facebook page where we welcome your comments. Thanks for listening to the Just for Special Education Teachers podcast, and I hope to see you here at the same time next week.